Thirtieth Lesson The Ministry of Intercession A Holy Priesthood to Offer Up Spiritual Sacrifices Well-Pleasing to God by Jesus the Christ 1 Peter 2, 5 Ye shall be named the priests of the Lord. Isaiah 61, 6 The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. Isaiah 61, 1 are the words of Jesus in Isaiah. As the fruit of His work, all redeemed ones are fellow partakers with Him through the anointing by the Spirit as High Priest. Scripture Now He who confirms us with you unto Christ, and has anointed us, is God, who has also sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. 2 Corinthians 1, 21-22 Like the precious ointment upon the head, that runs down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that goes down to the skirts of his garments. Psalm 133, 2. As every son of Aaron had a right to the priesthood, so every member of Jesus' body has a right to the priesthood. But not everyone lives accordingly. Many are still entirely ignorant of opportunity. And yet it is the highest privilege of a child of God, the mark of greatest nearness and likeness to him, as he ever lives to make intercession. Hebrews 7.25 Do you doubt that this is so? Think of what constitutes Christ's role as our high priest. First, there is the work of the Old Testament priesthood. This has two sides. One is Godward, the other manward. Scripture, Every priest is constituted on behalf of men in things relating to God. Hebrews 5, 1. Or, as Moses said in Deuteronomy 10, 8, the Lord separated the tribe of Levi to bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, to stand before the Lord, to minister unto him, and to bless in his name. On the one hand, the priest had the power to draw near to God, to dwell with him in his house, and to present before him the blood of the sacrifice or the burning incense. This work he did not do, however, on his own behalf, but for the sake of the people whose representative he was. Likewise, Christ became our high priest and representative as he was sacrificed for our salvation. Scripture, For he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For the other side of his work, the priest received sacrifices from the people, presented them before God, and then came out to bless in his name, to give the assurance of his favor, and to teach them his law. In the same way, Christ lives to make intercession for us, and we can pray and intercede for all men. Hebrews 7, 25, 1 Timothy 2, 1. A priest was thus a man who did not live for himself. He lived with God and for God. His work was, as God's servant, to care for his house, his honor, and his worship, and to make known to men his love and his will. He lived with men and for men. Hebrews 5, 2. His work was to bring the people's confession and needs before God, to offer sacrifice and incense in their name, to obtain forgiveness and blessing for them, and then to come out and bless them in his name. This is the same high calling of every believer. As the Apostle Paul declared, I am crucified with Christ. 
Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20. This shall be glory for all his merciful ones. Psalm 149.9. They have been redeemed for the purpose of being in the midst of the perishing millions around them as God's ambassadors, who, in conformity to Jesus, the great high priest, are to be the ministers and stewards of the grace of God to all around them. Scripture. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did exhort you by us. We beseech you in Christ's name, be ye reconciled to God. 2 Corinthians 5.20. And then the walk of the priesthood should be in harmony with its work. As God is holy, so the priest was to be especially holy. This meant not only being separated from everything unclean, but also being holy unto God, set apart, and given to God for His disposal. The separation from the world and the setting apart unto God was indicated in many ways. This separation was seen in the clothing. The holy garments made after God's own order marked them as His. Exodus 28. We see this separation in the command about their special purity and freedom from all contact with death and defilement. Leviticus 21.11. Much that was allowed for an ordinary Israelite was forbidden for the priests. It was seen in the injunction that the priest must have no bodily defect or blemish. Bodily perfection was to be the type of wholeness and holiness in God's service. Leviticus 21.18-22. And it was seen in the arrangement by which the priestly tribes were to have no inheritance with the other tribes. God was to be their inheritance, for he told Ezekiel, And this shall be unto them for an inheritance. I shall be their inheritance, and ye shall give them no possession in Israel. I am their possession. Ezekiel 44, 28. Their life was to be one of faith. Set apart unto God, they were to live on him as well as for him. All this is the sign of what the character of the New Testament believer is to be. Our power with God depends on our personal life and walk. We must be like those of whose walk on earth Jesus said, They have not defiled their garments. Revelation 3 4. In the surrender of what may appear lawful to others, in our separation from the world, we must prove that our consecration to be holy to the Lord is wholehearted and entire. As Paul wrote, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies in living sacrifice, holy, well-pleasing unto God, which is your rational worship. And be not conformed to this age, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your soul, that ye may experience what is that good and well-pleasing and perfect will of God. Romans 12, 1-2. The bodily perfection of the priest has its counterpart for us also, as we read in Ephesians where Christ also loved the congregation and gave himself for her, that he might present her glorious for himself, a congregation not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Ephesians 5.25.27. The message is clear, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. 
2 Timothy 3.17, and perfect and entire, not lacking in anything, James 1.4. And above all, we consent to give up all inheritance on earth and to forsake all, and like Christ, to have only God as our portion, to possess as not possessing, and hold all for God alone. Scripture, for if we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. Romans 14, 8. These were marks of the true priest in the Old Testament, but they also describe the man who lives only for God and his fellow men today. If we consider the way to the priesthood, we see that God had chosen Aaron's sons to be priests, each of them was a priest by birth. They could not enter upon their work without a special act of ordinance or consecration. Every believer becomes a child of God through his rebirth, his blood relationship to the great high priest. Then he can exercise his power as he walks in the Spirit and submits and is holy and unblameable and unreprovable. Colossians 1 With Aaron and his sons, this consecration took place in Exodus 29. After being washed and clothed, they were anointed with the holy oil. Exodus 29, 4-9. Sacrifices were then offered, and the right ear, the right hand, and the right foot were touched with the blood. Then they and their garments were sprinkled with the blood and the oil together. Exodus 29, 20-21. As a comparison, the child of God is washed with his blood, for in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, and he is sealed with that Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1, 7, 13. Therefore, the believer is already a fellow heir and partaker by the effectual working of his power. The blood removes all unworthiness, and the Spirit gives gifts for the work of the ministry. Ephesians 4, 12. Notice what was new in the application of the blood to the priest. If he had ever as a penitent sought forgiveness by bringing a sacrifice for his sin, the blood was sprinkled on the altar, but not on his person. But for priestly consecration, there was to be closer contact with the blood. The ear, hand, and foot were by a special act brought under its power, and the whole being was sanctified for God. Today, when the believer is led to seek full access to God, he might feel the need of a fuller experience of the power of the blood. He now desires personal sprinkling and cleansing of the heart from an evil conscience, so that he can hold fast faith and a good conscience as cleansing from all sin. 1 Timothy 1, 19. So he gets to enjoy that he is awakened to his wonderful right of the most intimate access to God and the full assurance of His intercessions. As the blood gives the right, so the Spirit gives the power, and fits the individual for believing intercession. He breathes into us the burning love for God's honor and the saving of souls. He makes us one with Jesus, so that prayer in His name is a reality. He strengthens us for believing effectual prayer. The more the Christian is truly filled with the Spirit of Christ, the more spontaneous will be his giving of himself to the life of intercession. Beloved fellow Christians, God needs, greatly needs, believers who can draw near to Him, who live in His presence, and who, by their intercession, 
draw the blessings of His grace on others. Those who live should not live from now on unto themselves, but unto Him who died and rose again for them. 2 Corinthians 5.15 And the world needs, greatly needs, believers who will bear the burden of the perishing ones and intercede on their behalf, who will be ambassadors for Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.20 As the Apostle Paul said, I will very gladly spend and be utterly spent for your souls. 2 Corinthians 12.15 May we also be so spent. Are you willing to offer yourself for this holy work? You know the surrender it demands, nothing less than the Christ-like giving up of everything, so that the saving purposes of God's love may be accomplished among men. Oh, don't be one of those who are content if they have salvation and work enough just to keep themselves warm and lively. Oh, let nothing keep you back from giving yourselves to be entirely ambassadors, nothing else, nothing less than ministers of the Most High God. The thought of unworthiness or inadequacy does not need to keep you back. In the blood, the objective power of the perfect redemption works in you. In the Spirit, the full subjective personal experience as a divine life is secured. The blood of Christ provides an infinite worthiness to make your prayers most acceptable. The Spirit provides divine strength and teaches you to pray according to the will of God. Every priest knew that when he presented a sacrifice according to the law of the sanctuary, it was accepted. Under the covering of the blood and Spirit, you have the assurance that all the wonderful promises of prayer in the name of Jesus will be fulfilled in you. Abiding in union with the great High Priest, you shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. You will have power to pray the effectual prayer of the righteous man that availeth much. You will not only join in the general prayer of the church for the world, but you will also be able to take up your special work of prayer in your own sphere to transact it with God, to receive and know the answer, and thereby to bless in His name. Come, brother, come, and give yourself wholly to God. Seek to walk before the Lord in the full consciousness that you have been set apart for the holy ministry of interceding for your circle of family and friends. This is the true blessedness of conformity to the image of God's Son. O my blessed High Priest, accept the consecration in which my soul can respond to your message. I believe I can have boldness and confidence with power to appear before the Father, and in the prayer that avails much I will bring blessing on the perishing around me. I believe in the power of your precious blood to cleanse me from all sin, to give me perfect confidence toward God, and to bring me near in the full assurance of faith that my prayer will be heard. I believe in the Holy Spirit who comes down from you, my great High Priest, to sanctify me, to fill me with the consciousness of my calling and with a love for souls, to teach me what is according to God's will and how to pray the prayer of faith. I believe that as you, my Lord Jesus, are in all things my life, so you are the assurance for me, and you will draw me into the fellowship of your wondrous work of intercession. In this faith I yield myself this day to my God as His ambassador, to stand before His face to intercede on behalf of sinners, and to come out and bless them in His name. Lord Jesus, accept and seal my consecration. Yes, Lord, lay your hands on me and consecrate me to this holy work. 
Let me walk among men with the consciousness and the character of a believer of the Most High God. Unto Him who loved us and washed us from our sins in His own blood, to Him be glory and dominion for ever and ever. Amen.